Hello and welcome to episode number 135 of the Nerd Pro Quote Podcast, the live episode from Freddy's Bar and Back Room. A very small live show, but still a lot of fun. We talk a lot about uh, God, American gods. Oh my God, I am exhausted. But uh, if you are listening to this on the day that it comes out, which will probably uh, most likely be Monday, then what are you doing Leave wherever you are if it is close to 7.30 and head to New York Distillery to the shanty for Nerd Proco Presents the Nerd Slam at the New York Distillery that is in Williamsburg. Get on a train. Hopefully the L train is running. If not, figure out a way to do it. Uh, There will be a link in the doobly-doo of how to get there. Come read poems. Do that thing. But uh, other than that, a lot of exciting things are coming up. I am not going to do any normal plugs, but to tell you that uh, Sean Mallory, also comedian Sean Mallory, stopped in and talked to us for a little bit and did a little bit of a set. Uh, You'll probably notice some sound differences and some editing because it was a live episode, so I had to do some fiddling at the end. But yeah, if there's anything, if you have opinions, please hit us up at at NerdProQuo on Twitter and also... Let us know what you're thinking in the comments. Click subscribe, leave a comment or a review in iTunes. They will be the these episodes will be going up in other formats in SoundCloud and those other things. I just have to get around to it as well as some clips going up on YouTube. Not from this live show, but uh, probably other live shows and most likely the show that uh, you should be leaving wherever you are and going to this Monday. Uh, the Nerdbroco presents. The Nerd Slam at the New York Distillery, at the Shanty, at the New York Distillery in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. That will probably also be going up as an episode, but we shall see. And very soon, there will be a Wonder Woman review as well, as that is also happening next week. But in the meantime, enjoy this episode. Episode 135 of the Nerd Pro Co. Podcast. The Nerd Pro Co. Podcast live from Freddy's Bar and Back Room. Yep. So just FYI, I've already hit record. I don't know why. I've just, you know, decided that's what I was going to do. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to talk on the mic while you guys go order food. I'm, I haven't decided if I'm going to talk on your podcast because I well, don't feel like this should be my first appearance. Well, yeah, well, we, we I, I'm pretty sure we're going to talk American Gods, so you might want to, like... I, only, I still only watched the first episode. Oh, you guys only watched the first episode? Yeah, neither of us really liked it. Eh, yeah. First episode, you got to kind of have to... I mean, I'm still considering giving it a further chance, but I'm not really convinced. Yeah, that's fair. I I am on an amplified mic right now for what apparently is no reason. So we are here doing a Nerd Pro Cool podcast live in the back room of Freddy's bar and back room set up almost exactly the way we do this in in the studio slash living room of my apartment. And the R train has fucked up everyone's life. Including mine. So I'm just chilling here and I've already passed record. I'm not sure why, but we are recording this in the intro as the super creaky chair that you can probably hear. Me. He's trying to use my laziness to bribe me because I told I just told him before I was like I don't know if this should be my first appearance on the podcast. I'm 
Well, it's it's no, you you're still gonna get that. I just wanted to like, you know. What is this like the ease in introduction? This is like I am easing you in. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> can you hear me on this thing? Right yeah, now? I can already. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, I I might have to turn you up, but uh, unless you actually pick up the mic, but you're not required. Yeah, sure, we can chat in the interims. Mm -hmm. We're actually recording right now, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jamie's trying to get us all fucked up right now. Really? No, no, it's, it's over there, and the other one's actually set up right there. No, you could you could sit where you were. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I can just detach it from the mic stand. <laughs> Good job. Good job. That's one way to introduce yourself. Yep. Maybe this is. Maybe this is why you weren't on the podcast sooner. Go fuck yourself about that. <laughs> So yes, I have essentially set this up very much like we're all sitting in my living room, except there's no couch, and we're in the back room of a bar. <laughs> that's, that's how this works. Well, sounds about right. Got you know. it, got it. Loving it. Feeling it. And apparently the R train has fucked up everyone's life. Oh, Except yeah. me. Thank you for, you know, You were the first one to arrive because you have a car. I know. <laughs> Listen... You know, a lot of people don't want to be drivers in New York City, but fuck that noise. <laughs> so I feel like we should get into this a little bit, at least until Eve gets here. Who knows when Eve is going to get here? Who knows when Rich is going to get here? Who knows when Sean is going to get here? Because Sean is actually going to... I was going to have him do stand-up, but he might actually just end up sitting and talking like everyone else. Correct, Mundo. Um... But apparently you guys weren't digging the first episode of American Gods. No. Uh, I, will, I will grant that it's another <laughs> one of those things that's like, you might like the second episode better, but I feel like it's one of those things where there's an audience. You know the things there's like, here's the audience that this is specifically designed to appeal to, and I don't know that you are that audience. But I'm curious as to, like, it was it just... What was it that just, did it turn you off or was it boring? What did you think? I feel like it was just kind of weird and hard to follow. And I'm very attentive when I watch shows, TV, movies, anything. But I feel like at least from the impression I got, you almost had to have read the book to kind of know what's going on because I feel like it thrusts you right into the You're mix right of things. In there, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I could see how somebody who's a fan of the book or has read, at least read the book and you know, has good working knowledge of what happened. I can see where they would enjoy that, but, you know, for somebody who hasn't read the book and is kind of a novice and was just hyped only because they've seen a lot of people talking the show up and to go in and really just kind of try to follow what's going on, uh, I feel like it was a little more difficult. I feel like one of the things that, like, as someone who's a huge fan of it, I feel like one of the things you have to introduce to people is just, like, here is the premise Here's what you're getting in. Here's what you're getting into. Yeah. And I almost feel like I've I've actually the reason why I'm asking you is, is I've actually encountered that too with people who never 
read the book, aren't familiar at all with the story. It's well, like, I mean, here's I know. what the premise is. Here's kind of what you're going into ahead of time. Well, see, I mean, I do actually have a bit of working knowledge about the basic premise of the story. The problem is I don't really think that the show actually sets you up appropriately for it. So it gives you this premise that you're supposed to be, you know, working with about like these gods and the modern gods versus the older gods and how that comes into play. So I do actually know some of this just from talking to other people about it, but the show doesn't actually really show you any of this. And I can understand not wanting to give away your hand totally from the on from the onset, but at the same time, I do feel like Especially if you're trying to draw people in who weren't part of this universe to begin with and don't really know what's going on. Um, I think that you have to kind of give people a little bit more than that. You know, instead, you're kind of, you're starting to introduce some of these characters, but you're not really saying who they are, how they're relevant, you know. I mean, some of the some of the things that happened, I mean, caught my attention, or maybe I thought they were interesting, but at the same time, there was no real tie-in right so like you're seeing random people so for example like you're seeing bilquis and yeah. i very much remember yeah yeah her scene that, that you know that so scene, you're seeing her <laughs> you're seeing her scene you're seeing all that craziness you know and then you're meeting i don't remember his name but the leprechaun played by pablo schreiber yeah you know and you're meeting him but you don't really know what his purpose is or how these people all play in and you see wednesday but you don't actually know how any of these people tie together, what their purpose is. So I feel like, you know, it's one thing to introduce people, but when you're not kind of giving a little bit of why they're introducing them or how it's relevant, it's just a little difficult to follow. Like, I want to be open-minded because I've heard a lot of good things. I know a lot of people who are really hype about this. But at the same time, it's just a little hard. I don't know. Hello. You've made a bold play for one of my tater tots. And I was not liking it. <laughs> I'm being suffocated by a big man. And not in a good way. Oh this God. is Alana. We're already recording, by the way. I just want you to know. Yeah, we're this yeah, is actually You just smothered happening. me on tape. So, oh you know, if the cops ever need to be called, there is a record of this. There's I'm, there is, I'm, I mean, there, there is such a thing as, like, Edited in post. Whatever. Gonna, no, yeah. leave it in. Yeah. Leave it in. I want proof. That's usually what I end up doing. Even when there's like dead air, I, a lot of times I just leave yeah. the dead air in. Eve, I'm hangry. You made a bad I'm going to pass the mic to Eve and let him talk about American go. Gods. No. Um, no. Okay. I can pause. So, I can nah, hit, hit pause. pause. I don't know. Okay, well, I'm going to hit pause. I'm feeling you know Honestly, I'm just going to leave record on. What? Daredevil. No, 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 Daredevil. Daredevil. Oh, fucking God. Oh, they around us. You can't. No, no, no. I'm a real old school nerd, okay? So, so it's DD and not D and D, but I, I forgive you because it is close. No, that is a legit. That is a legit. Yeah, I. That's that's a forgivable. Fuck off, Eve. Listen, I was playing Dungeons and Dragons in elementary school. Girl, bye. Okay. Oh, see, she's walking out. I was gonna, I was just about to ask her what what wh who were you? What were you in Dungeons and Dragons? What was it? You're coming back. No, get my water <laughs> to get the water. <laughs> she's going to refill her water bottle with the free water. Okay, that's fair. Because she's a baller. Okay, so here's why I didn't like American Gods. Okay. Are you recording? Yeah, we are recording. recording. Okay. 
I was Uh-oh. actually Eve. I was actually gonna have you sit here, but if you don't, if you wanna, that's. Oh, uh, I, I will be sitting there. Okay. You know. This is a real Frost Nixon moment right now. Um, <laughs> there is a style of storytelling that once I see it introduced, it immediately turns me off. And it is the, I'm about to do something really important here. Also, my dialogue is very important. All of my scenery is very important. We are very important right now. And once I see it, it turns me off. I can't l- deal with half of Wes Anderson's shit because he feels very important about himself. This had like a truth. Ha- this thing had a real like, I'm so important. And I was like, you're not. It takes the wind right out of it for me. And rightly or wrongly, like I, c- I couldn't get into it after that. Slash, it was a little confusing if you didn't have the background knowledge. It's interesting. I've, I've encountered two like really disparate like reactions to it where it's just like, if you're not familiar with it at all, there are some people who are in right away. But those people are already like kind of fan- fantasy sci fiction people, even if they haven't read the book. Or you have the opposite reaction where I've, I've actually encountered your reaction, not that specifically reason why, but just like almost immediately being like, yeah, I'm not, I don't like this. So, like, for instance, I'd never seen a Star Wars until we went to see the one that just came out, right? Rogue One. Right. I understood that. And that's a 40 year history that I. I under, but I understood that. This, because it was so, it, it was very pretentious and tweed me that I was like, you know what? I can't, maybe, and, may, and maybe really? I'm. Really? Maybe okay. I'm missing. That's one I haven't heard before. To be maybe I'm going to miss out on something that's like wonderful and amazing. And you know what? I'm all right with it. Because. I want it, you to watch the second episode and then I could, if you still are like, I don't like this, I'll, I, I'll be like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, but I, I need you to watch. I want you to cook episode. me a pot roast. It's not all going to happen for us in this lifetime. <laughs> what sold me, I love the book. And if I never read the book, the show probably wouldn't have appealed to me at all. It looks a little too weird over the top. However, I love the book. That's the only reason why I'm watching this. That plus. A Nazi's uh, monologue in the slave ship. That was like, damn. And well, I don't recall I that was that? that wasn't included in the book. I believe that's not in the book. Um, yeah, it's not in the book at all. <laughs> and I was like, shit. They went real on this. And I mean, if, if I, was I can, sold. if I can watch just that, clip, it's online. That's fine. It's <laughs> it, it's online. So if you go online and check it out, you. Maybe it'll force you and compel you to watch a little more. The, um, the other thing, and and I don't know if this is just me, but I felt like I was watching like a Zack Snyder movie playing on the television. I felt like something about the visual styling. I was like, this is this looks like a weird version of Three Hundred. Okay, I see that opening scene is definitely, very Three Hundred ish. I, I think that was just Star's attempt to bring a lot more action because the book is a lot slower pace. It I, is. I think they were tr- one of the things that I like about it, but I think might have been a mistake, was it opening so like we're gonna go super graphic with this and super bloody. And I think there was there's the my one huge criticism mm-hmm. of that show, even though I I am hooked and I love it is they go really sensationalist when I feel like they should pull it back a little bit. And that's even in the quiet parts. Like, they go super, like, 
kind of sensationalist in like you some mean of the like a Zack Snyder movie would? I'll, yeah, I mean, I'm I feel not like they, go that I feel far, like, but I see your point. I feel like they just kind of <laughs> overplayed certain things a little bit, like overplayed their hand with some of like the over dramatics, even with like the Bill Cuisine and stuff like that. You know, like we got what was going on. What, I mean, what's funny about that is I feel like it's it's weird for me because I almost feel like it backfired for you guys. I think that was intentional to try and get in people who haven't read the book or who aren't that or kind of nominally interested in. And it, I, that's why, like, when you guys said you didn't like it, I was like, okay, I'm really curious to hear why. Because yeah, it was just, it was like kind of, there were parts that were just kind of like over the top. And it was like, you know, like, save something for the buildup. You got to, like, slowly build up. Plus, honestly, it did not help that Bill Quist was fucking the guy who played Eddie Jackson on Shameless. And I'm like, ew. <laughs> I'm like last I saw last I saw you you killed yourself by diving into an ice pond you know what I mean? Was that, which guy was that? Uh, the, the guy the guy yeah the, the dude the, the dude yeah. the Bilquis like absorbed well, vaginally. Yeah, spoiler she sucks a dude into her twat. Like, <laughs> a but the but the yeah, other thing but the very first one. Oh, the first one. Okay. And I, in the first episode. And I'm sure it was like a maybe a style choice to like make it clear that this was based on a graphic novel, but I was like I understand that. You don't have to actually make Be it a graphic, graphic novel. Like I understand that. There there was just something there that I was like, I I'm I'm quite alright. I don't need I I'm I'm okay with not seeing more of it. Well it wasn't based on a graphic it's just a regular novel uh, from uh what's and by the way, that, a graphic that, novelist? Yeah. But, well, but that scene He's a good book, writer. That, He's a good yeah. writer. That is true. That, uh, that in terms of the novels that he produced, plays out exactly the yeah. way it does. On and the what? And yes, it may seem like they're going too quickly, but that's the pace of the book as well. Um, I found that I was hooked pretty early on. It, from my opinion, I felt that it kind of like teeters away towards the very end. But there's a lot of more buildup, and especially a lot of characters that will be introduced later on hey, Sean, we, we that will get you, you really hooked, especially. A freaking awesome cameo by Jillian Anderson. You know, she's awesome in the second episode. Um, and I just love the character that she portrays as Lucille Ball um, in a black and white TV. Perfect. Perfect. So just, we're, we're coming in on, we were talking about American Gods. You probably haven't watched the show, but, but it's okay. Uh, so now that you're, I'm not going to, honestly, as you can see, there's... People, not a lot of people have shown up yet. There's a lot of people who canceled out. So Hi, I, yeah. Hello. Hello. Most of you know Sean Mallory, a hilarious comedian, uh, very cool dude. Uh, you can, yeah, you can go ahead and however you want to do this. So I might just have you talk. Do you, are you cool with that? Uh, I'm fine with either. Okay. Uh, well, since you've arrived, I kind of wanted to, because you've come on before to yeah. podcasts. We've talked about, but some stuff has happened since you, the last time you were, I mean, you, you did stand up on the last one, and then on the one before that, we talked a lot, but some stuff has happened since then. You got married. Yes. Uh, and also, uh, I wanted to kind of pick your brain on something, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, so... You've had now some experience like dealing with people having a reaction to something that you've posted online. 
and I wanted to point oh, out really? like, one. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, there was there was someone on on Facebook you, who like uh-huh. you posted a joke. It was like someone who was friends with Oprah. Oh yeah. And oh, so you were secretly uh, and quietly watching that post. I was I was <laughs> definitely quietly watching that post, and I wanted to kind of. So, um, I really liked the way you kind of dealt with that. Thank if you. only because it was just there was something about that that like kind of encompassed all of like how people react to comedy sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to kind of like pick your brain about this about this. So I don't know if I asked you last time you were you came on a podcast, but do you? Because what you do is so specific. As do in my you, style of comedy? Yeah, yeah. Do you write all the time or does it like... I, I don't write as much as I should. But, the, but most of my jokes that are uh, performed on stage are uh, written, written out to a strong degree. Um, like in the sense that things are, are, are often word for word. Or, right. or as close to that as possible, as opposed to like just writing the idea and the premise yeah, and then yeah. working it out, you know, more liberally as I get on stage. Uh, I do the opposite. So just just as a of the people who are kind of here, we've all seen him do stand up. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I <laughs> want it to be like like just. Your last live yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we know what Sean does. I wanted to kind of do you. Because it's so specific and so short, a lot of the jokes you do, do you, like, as far as your process, does it just, like, is it very off the cuff? Or is it just when you're writing? Or is it just, like, do you consider... And the only reason why I'm asking you this is because when you had that interaction with the person online, it seemed like all the stuff she was kind of coming at you with, you were like, no, I thought about all of this before I posted the joke. Is that, like, part of your... Because we've had long... It's a, it's a combination. Long, yeah, I've known you a long time. We've had long conversations about yeah, like yeah. It's a combination. vegetarianism and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's a combination. Some things, um, uh, it'll just pop into my head and then I'll just I'll write it down. And then uh, it'll mainly be the, I guess, what would be the punchline or, or at least a tag. And then I'll work my way around it and structure the words to meet to that point right um but um so and other things it might just be from me reading something and then i'll read a certain sentence and then that sentence or that or particular word in the sentence will have double meaning and i'm like okay i could play play around with that so certain things it might be a little bit more spontaneous and other things are um something that i from what i've observed so but it's definitely something. I mean, do you remember? I vaguely remember. Oh, the, this you, particular post. Yeah. Do you? I could pull it up if that's helpful. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> so just as a background to you guys sitting around, uh, listening to this, uh, Sean posted like a joke or a bit on Facebook, and someone like reacted to it kind of in a negative way, and uh, then he kind of countered it. To, kind of countered to that. Uh, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is is what I, I think uh, you're the only. Pr- I'm pointing to you as if people. Hi. <laughs> uh, who hasn't seen him do stand up is what he. Uh, I don't want to do this for you, but you do a lot of sort of one liner. 
type. No, that that's accurate. Yeah, stuff. Not all, but not um, all. Yeah, obviously. But but not but all. um, I'd say, I'd say at least half half of the, my <laughs> yeah. material. Um, and some of the, the material he does is can be considered offensive or risque. dark. Dark. <laughs> okay, dark so I, I found it. All right. Uh, would you like the dialogue as well? I mean, we could we could we could go through the dialogue if you guys want to hear it. I think it's fascinating. I do. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Weird context: you sitting down, people all sitting down around you right. doing this joke. I understand that. Let's all give that <laughs> as a given. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so here is the here's the post. Hannah Baker is like Oprah, but only has one depressing ass prize to give away. All right. Um, for those of you who might not know, Hannah Baker is a main character on the Netflix uh, uh, series 13 Reasons Why. So, okay, there you go. Context. Context. All right. Before you get into the uh, reason why someone the, was upset. The, the, timing, the timing was great on that. The timing and the order... Nice. Okay. So the reason why I love that is, is again, it's one of those things where it's just like, just saying it, and then you explain it, yeah. and then everyone's all of a sudden goes, "Oh fuck!" Now I get it. Brutal. Brutal. But you kind of you knew that like. Ahead no, I, of time, I didn't think I didn't think that much into it. This is just a thought that popped up into my head, and then I just wrote it down. All right, so here's the dialogue. So someone wrote, "Not funny," and then I replied, "One opinion isn't the barometer for funny." And then they replied, "Someone who suffered from mental illness for ten years and similar Hannah experiences is a barometer for what shouldn't be funny." And then I replied, the line isn't actually about mental illness or mentally ill people. You, you, took what, you took what you wanted and made a false correlation. Also, that's not how humor or a barometer works, by the way. <laughs> and, and then they replied, debatable. Mm. Um, <laughs> everyone has their own definition for words. Debatable. Um, but I'm not going to have that debate with someone not open to it. Triggers are a real thing. The whole point of that series and her tapes was to bring awareness to it. Emotional intelligence is a thing. And then I replied, I have no idea what makes you think I'm not open to it. I am aware. And the whole point of me exaggerating her and Oprah's likeness in the line was to show the absurdity found within the writer's approach. Yeah. So... Because a lot of people felt that the, um, the, the, the writer's approach was like a little bit over the top when it came to her uh, liberal distribution of these uh, tapes. Um, yeah. Well, I hope, the tape, I hope the idea of distributing tapes makes sense to uh, <laughs> most of the people. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Should we go over the premise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do know the premise. Okay. Know, but I okay. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so that that's all you need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So there's been like there's been uh, humorous responses in general on Facebook yeah. about it and social media. Um, uh, one funny post that I came across, uh, the dialogue was Hannah Baker, uh, can I have a unicorn frappuccino? Starbucks employee, sorry we ran out. Hannah Baker, welcome to your tape. <laughs> That was the funniest shit I've come across. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I wanted to kind of just only because it's like there's something like in your response where just like this is the way the person is reacting to what you've written. And your response was like, I kind of I get that. Yeah. But that's not what the joke was. About. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the reason why I wanted to ask you about this is specifically because what you do comedically is like these, a lot of times these two lines, it just seems like, I don't know how much you've run into this, but kind of like, while you're on, and I've seen you do this on stage when people like will have a reaction to you and you play with it like on stage of that kind of like yeah. you react to it as like, okay, this is where the line is, or like, you didn't like that, but there seems to be this thing where it's like, you do realize I've kind of, and I don't know that all comedians do this, and I definitely, I'm, you've probably encountered people like on stage who don't do this necessarily, mm -hmm. and some of it is off the cuff and some is written, but it seems to me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that sure. when you do stuff like that on stage, it's like, no, I am making the joke about this specific thing. Yeah. I've considered what you're going to say to me. Yeah, uh, that, that's accurate. <laughs> uh, and just as someone who loves comedy and, like, I mean, you're talking to people who definitely have a dark or a little bit twisted sense of humor. Don't look here. at me. Yeah. Right yeah. Well, I'm don't directly. look directly at me. Yeah, I'm looking well, I noticed that at the last show. Yeah. Because, um... Yeah, I noticed that at the last show from the reactions to some of the jokes that were just wrong. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay. But I feel like there's this misconception of, like, you when you're doing those things, it's like, and even at that show, like, you preface some of it by saying, okay, the, the, all right, go darker, yes. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, in a just, sarcastic it, way. It's yeah. almost like you're preparing them, and but even... Then it's yeah, it's subtly, that is, I guess, uh, the You're the kind thing. of prepping him for yeah. it. But even then, it's sometimes like I feel like people don't understand. It's like, I know what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Like, I know I'm doing a dark joke. I know I'm doing a twisted joke. Uh, so if you react that way, it's like you do understand there's a disconnect there between, like, contextually, like. Yeah. I already know that what I'm doing is, like Dana Gould has a whole thing, like his whole last special is called I Know It's Wrong. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole bit he does where he's just like, no, 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 I understand. I'm an adult who made a decision Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to do this on stage. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of wanted to just get your, because we already kind of had a, dis a, dis a discussion about like what's offensive to do on stage where it's like, almost like there's nothing, but it doesn't mean that if you're doing that material that you're not, thinking about that yeah 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 um sometimes you know you think about it and sometimes you don't a lot of times you don't end up thinking about it because uh you're just uh so focused 
on just putting out content and you're so focused on just the, uh, uh, you know, just creating the joke. Uh, so, and you're just thinking of it purely from a comedic point of view. Um, but I think as far as what f uh, people find offensive uh, is often just a personal thing. So people will often laugh at all the, uh, I guess like, edgy material about or other things that they can't directly connect with um, because they don't have the empathy there. But as soon as you make a joke about something that completely relates to them, then they might um, have a reaction. Uh, so sometimes it's, it's kind of selective. Uh, you know, there's a bit of a bias as to uh, w what these people are finding offensive. Have you ever encountered someone on stage while you were on stage who just completely? I mean, I'm sure you've performed for dead audiences or like people, but just like someone who like completely. Yes, at cemeteries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, well, at least if they don't laugh, you know it's not your fault. I don't think you brought your bag in here. Uh, there's a bag over here. Uh, it's like a drawstring. Do you want to go check? We can, we can, I can continue talking yeah. with other people. Okay. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Okay. Back to um, <laughs> normal shit. <laughs> but I don't think we discussed this last time. So you went vegan as well. Right? Well, that was many years ago. Many years ago? Yeah. You, have you since renounced your veganism or is it still... I don't, I don't know that. <laughs> I, d I was going to say... Have I just hit a touchy subject? <laughs> no, no. I was going to say, I don't know that. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. No, I just what, hopped on board, stuck with it. <laughs> what was the decision? I was going to... No, I was just thinking, like, I didn't know that was, like, uh, I'd even think about, about that as being, like, a common or a big thing, like, people renouncing it and <laughs> people using that particular adjective for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, well, well, there's a misconception that like for people who are like vegans that it's like for some people who are not vegans or for some people who are vegans it becomes like a a religion to them almost. Yeah, the, like the, there's a there's a, it. Yeah, well, and I mean there's a spectrum. The there's like a big renounced. spectrum. <laughs> it's like renouncing Catholicism, which is like, you were a vegan because you were dating, I mean, not you specifically, but like, yeah. you were a vegan because you were dating this specific girl or guy who was a vegan, and then as soon as you broke up with them, you, you decided oh, like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to eat all of the bacon <laughs> after I break up with them. Yeah, there, there, there is a huge range, there's a spectrum, kind of like uh, certain religions, like, you know, Islam or Judaism. I compare it with that. You have very conservative, orthodox, and then you have just the liberal, casual. So it, it really depends on the person's mindset. Where, where, where do you think you are on that as far as I'm somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. Yeah. What was the original? I mean, I know you and I have had this conversation yeah. before. But, yeah. But uh, what was your, how, what was your thought process on that? And was, was that something that was like, I know it wasn't necessarily part of your upbringing, but but uh, exactly that was a decision like a conscience yeah 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 made, and what was the decision behind that i know this is a odd conversation he, to, to kind of get into yeah but i'm curious because you know it's, um well it, it was it started with um me learning about how um most of the animals are treated through factory farming um and it, it's usually very torturous and brutal and depressing 
And um, you pick a perfect I, I, time I, I, to yeah. throw that question out there as everybody <laughs> just got their food. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all eating probably some sort of meat. Right yeah. Now. Um, yeah, so then, th so I came across a video uh, that, that, uh, that basically revealed all, all of those brutalities. And I had no idea that that's how the process was. And um, I just thought it was... Uh, it was just like the typical idea of a uh, of a peaceful and tranquil farm of like just open space and acres of land and uh, but but usually they're confined and they can't move around and uh, uh, they're just under the shittiest conditions and uh, uh, often abused most most of the time abused. So um, you started learning you start learning more and more about that and then especially when you meet other people with, with the same lifestyle and every, we constantly share information with one another. And um, it's just one of those things, not just with veganism, anything that you come across uh, and you look into it and you're, you're, you're given more information about it, at that point you're, you have the decision whether you wanna just you know, turn a blind eye to it or use that information and that knowledge and apply it to your life and say, okay, I want nothing to do with contributing to uh, this thing that's fucked up. It could be anything. It could be veganism. It could be uh, sweatshops. It can be fair trade products. There's a whole lot of um, ethical issues when it comes to consumerism. So, But you're not, I, I mean, like I said, as someone who's known you for a very long time, you're not evangelical about it. To use another religion. I'm not, yeah, I'm not preachy. <laughs> Um, nobody's, I mean, yeah, I'm not letting people know that they're going to burn in hell for eating meat, even though they are. <laughs> well, there's uh, plenty of other things I'm burning in hell for. Might as well have fun. Right? There you go. Viva la bacon. Do you, do you, do you, do you, it's, it, again, this is kind of an odd thing where I, I'm like, I'm kind of having a weird one-on-one -on -one conversation with Sean, that you guys are witness to, but well, this was a, ourselves. this yeah, this <laughs> was I mean this was like a, a it's no, it's all new info, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I kind of wanted like I originally had had like booked this as like a show show, yeah, but then I realized it's like Memorial Day weekend, a lot of people are gonna be out of town, yeah, yeah, be, so it's just like okay, let let's see what happens when uh we basically do what I this is essentially kind of a little bit down to the the food almost except I would be cooking the food yeah what what a podcast uh, with a larger group of people would look like in my living room except we're in the back room of a bar yeah <laughs> um, uh, but I, I was curious as to whether and it could the answer to this could be completely like it, it doesn't come up at all but do you find that if people like fellow comedians or other people when they find that you're a vegan or because you're a vegan for like ethical reasons or like moral yeah. reasons, personal moral yeah. reasons, that that kind of causes a weird like juxtaposition or like a disconnect for people like with the material that you kind of do. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Um, um or or does that even come up or like when you No, no, nobody really mentions that. Really? Nobody yeah, it's nobody. I mean, not, <laughs> I'm saying really like I feel like that would come up but it, huh, maybe it doesn't yeah, yeah, at yeah. all. 
I, I do see what you're saying, the, the contrast. Uh, but no, I, 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 have, I haven't, unless people have thought this and just kept it to themselves. Which is also definitely a, a yeah. possibility. But it's usually a common response amongst anyone, whether they've seen my comedy or not. It's like, oh, you're vegan? I didn't know you were vegan. And then, and then they just kind of... And then, and then that's it. Um, and, then other, and then every now and then you come across people who um, they'll ask you a bunch of questions um, for usually two, two di from two different motives. Um, they'll ask you a bunch of questions because they're genuinely interested and they're, you know, they're somewhat curious about it and you know, I'll, I'll inform them whatever they want to know. And then other people ask questions because uh, they're trying to combat it. <laughs> They're trying to um, uh, tell me uh, why they're right and, um, you know, why, why, why veganism is wrong. And, of course, having been at it for so many years and have been, you know, reading up on it and, you know, just, just the inevitable buildup of knowledge that's going to take place when you've been doing something for a long time that just aids in m my argument to destroy those ignorant people. Um, but I don't go out of my way for that, but you will come across those people. <laughs> Do you find, okay, th th there's definitely like a, thir a, a through line in this questioning, I just want you to know. Yeah. Is, is finding that the, the type of people who are trying to uh, question and or like com combat your veganism are they the same type of people or like a weird different side of the spectrum of the people who would come to you and tell you you've done a joke that offends me <laughs> or is like the art I don't know approach, I, 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 similar? I don't know if those are the same people to be honest because um, <laughs> nobody's ever come up to me and said hey i don't like that joke you did that was fucked up i'm offended by the way fuck your vegan lifestyle <laughs> <laughs> they never reveal who they really are <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I don't mean like literally like that's what I, that's how i interpreted <laughs> okay. what you just I, put out there right, and that is not my there. fault <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily like that those two things are the same the same people but yeah like, the same type of person who would type? Who would try and like tell you that your veganism is wrong? Is a similar type of argument. As oh, the, the argument as far as the argument. Convince you that you shouldn't do a joke anymore. The similarities between the similarities, I guess, between the two uh, arguments is that often it's coming from a place of. Selfishness, illogic, and um, and personal bias. And so, when you notice all those things, you can you can just uh, you know pick that argument apart. You know, um, but that, that, that I mean, that's the only similarity I can think of. Right. Do you ever find that, like, similar to that person who kind of like confronted you, quote unquote, on on Facebook? Do you ever find that, like, it's like, okay, I get kind of, like, the reason why I brought up that so specifically, that example, is is kind of almost like, 
okay, I see your point. Yeah. Uh, I am open to your point. I almost, like, agree with your point on an abstract level, but I'm still going to do the fucking joke. <laughs> like, or... Yeah, I'd say so. I just, I just, I just stick to it because I, th- I think about things um, on a larger scale. Like if if we were to cater and uh, you know decide what jokes to do, whether you know based off of like a few people, um, you know, just being opposed to uh, uh, these particular topics you wouldn't really have have much of a range in comedy. Um, we need that range. Um, and also the, the threshold and the envelope is constantly uh, changing as far as what's socially acceptable or not. Uh, there are jokes that were considered obnoxious, crude, and just, you know... Uh, obscene like from from let's say a few decades ago that are so that were you know perfectly fine uh just uh recently you know what i mean um i feel like it fluctuates sometimes it depends on so many factors society what goes on i think social media has a a hand in it um yeah but I, i i just mainly stick to my guns are, is there anything that any bits or jokes that you used to do in the past that you don't do anymore? You don't necessarily have to be specific, but it, is that like? Yeah, but not 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 because uh, it's usually it's usually not because of like the content or anything like that. It's usually because um, the joke back then wasn't as it wasn't written as strongly as some of my newer stuff. So, uh, you know, as as you evolve as a comedian and you become better, there's certain jokes that you just let go of. Um, Yeah. So usually that's the case. Um, I mean, there's only, I I can only think of like one instance where I've gotten, I've either retired, not retired, but I put a joke uh, uh, to the side and haven't really touched it just because... um, you know, it's it's. It was pretty dark, and I feel like I felt like it was too dark for most people. And however, but people who were very technical minded and extremely objective, they appreciated the hell out of the joke. So, have you ever written something? Because I, I I'm only asking this question because I know for myself that I've I've definitely written both jokes and poems. Uh, yeah. Stuff that I do on stage. In this is like, have you ever written something? And I'm asking this question, mm-hmm. kind of like hopping on what you just said. It was like, I have this one joke that's just super duper joke, dark. Yeah. Uh, are there stuff that occasionally you write uh, and you go, or even stuff that you do on stage that you know doesn't necessarily do that well, but like you're like, this one is for me. <laughs> And not necessarily for, for for other people, or this one is for me yeah, and yeah. three or four people who I know. I, I do, I do have, I do have that. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm only laughing because I just we've had conversations. I've heard some of these. Yeah. I'm not going to ask you to do. Actually, that. they they they've uh, actually th- this crowd here has has um you know heard heard that joke. Okay, now I want to. You don't have to. <laughs> Battered women. Oh, that one. Okay. <laughs> really, that's the one. That's the one. I I okay that. Okay. That's because you're thinking of it from a comedic perspective, but and not from well, like a, a lot of people they'll hear certain words and um, shut down from there. But then actually, I get a weird reaction from that because a lot of times people will um, they'll do this combination of a of a, like a of a laugh groan, yeah, like they're trying to suppress the laugh. Yeah, but I'm laughing, but I feel like it's in a yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm laughing right now. <laughs> and then so there's been times like I remember there's been times where I've just been like seriously that's a good joke fuck you guys and then they'll <laughs> laugh at that because yeah. they're like okay you're right it's true <laughs> but but the reason why i was like really is is I, and i'm i'm i admit that i might be incredibly biased <laughs> i not might be i'm incredibly biased <laughs> at least uh, you're honest <laughs> when it comes to this kind of thing but i almost feel like that the th- the thing that you could get offended about that joke again isn't really exactly what the joke is about it's yeah. kind of like an absurd baking joke <laughs> that you've thrown it's purely grammar <laughs> it's purely grammar yeah. that that's 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 the case with most of them yeah, yeah. and it, and it's interesting to watch people react to like something like that and then you like if you say i was just like well if it's purely grammar why do that why why even go there and it's <laughs> like cuz it's Absurd! It's yeah, absurd yeah. to put these two things. They don't yeah. belong together. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, does anyone have any questions? This is very bizarre. This I don't have form. a question. I have a thought. Okay. Um, it's the microphone. I'm aiming that way. Hopefully you can. I can me. turn you up if you want. Okay, Eve, you can move the mic towards her. Okay. My thought personally is I don't think the burden should be on the comedian to have to pander to what people are going to be offended by. Like, mm. I think that if you're purely writing comedy to be offensive, you're lazy. Because I think that most comedians are smarter and more clever than that. And if you're only trying to just offend people for attention or notoriety or whatever, I feel like that's just kind of lazy effort. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think a comedian should have to pander to people. Look, people are going to be offended by things, you know. And that's fine people have every right to feel how they're going to feel and that's not to invalidate how they feel but it's not your responsibility to have to hold their hand through that if that's not the type of comedy that they can handle or that they appreciate they are more than welcome to remove themselves that's how i feel you know i mean i understand the idea of trigger warnings in a certain way but I also feel like life doesn't really come with a trigger warning. Oh, yeah. And, you know, listen, sometimes things are going to happen to you in your life that are unfortunate. And if that makes you sensitive to certain topics, by all means, you have every right to feel that way. Because, I mean, God knows there have been things that have happened in my life that make me a little more sensitive to certain topics than other things. But I'm not going to get mad at you as a comedian if you make a joke about something like that, you know? Hell, I might even make a joke about something first to kind of get ahead of myself, you know, in a self-deprecating or kind of take that edge off type of way, you know. So I think that people should still be able to make the comedy they want to be able to make 
And if people are going to have an adverse reaction to that, I mean, I feel like that's really just kind of on them. Yeah, that, that's a good point, especially considering that um, if you have that particular mindset, um, there are clean shows out there and you can just make sure to go to, you know, clean stand up comedy shows. Um, there's yeah, pl plenty of people out there to uh, that have that humor to cater towards you. That's not to say that you can't have an interaction with somebody where maybe they'll approach you about a joke that they didn't appreciate and have a discussion with you about it, then maybe you won't change your mind. Yeah. And, and you know, and that's all well and good too. I mean, the whole point is people do want to evolve and grow as people, as artists and stuff like that. But at the same time, I don't necessarily think that you should have to go out of your way to cater to people just because they don't like what you're providing. Like if you go to a restaurant and you don't like their food, don't go back there, expect them to change their menu. Go to a different restaurant. Yeah. Also, just as a caveat, we're definitely pe two people who have, uh, Christina and me are definitely, Pans and me are definitely people who have said horrible things. Oh, yeah. I'm a terrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible, I'm a terrible person. So, I mean, I, that, that also skews my barometer, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, I definitely have a higher threshold for a lot of things, but, and a lot less patience for a lot of things. But at the same time, like I said, I mean, I feel like, again, going out of your way to be offensive, that's just kind of dumb. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to go out of my way to try to, to try to offend somebody. Yeah. And if I genuinely feel bad that I have unintentionally offended a person by something I've said or done, I will apologize for that. But at the same time, if your reaction might not necessarily be appropriate to the situation and maybe like you said with the interaction you had with the person on facebook you know that wasn't it had nothing to really do with what you were actually saying and they interpreted it a certain way because of their own experiences which again is totally valid but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be allowed to say what you're gonna say yeah yeah because somebody might get mad about it yeah Charlie has a thought here. She's, oh, like, yeah, oh, I I thought. she's like really aggressive. I love <laughs> we have this weird, this is turned oh into a weird God. panel discussion. <laughs> That's no, good. I, I, I like was, it. I was desperately afraid I was going to drop the mic. So <laughs> I was just like, you oh mean God, from like after saying a dope ass line? <laughs> I wish. I wish. No, out of just no, being like real clumsy. <laughs> yeah. This has been like, oh no, I can't give Jamie back the money for this broken microphone kind of a drop. Um, but on the other hand, like I'm, I'm looking at the, some of the flack that Dave Chappelle is getting for his stand-up specials and oh, yeah. his, his jokes that are like, the, he had jokes that were just so cl very clearly transphobic. Because while you were gone, Dave, and you were, and you were doing whatever you were doing, the world kind of recognized that you just can't make fun <laughs> of, 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 of trans. He, I mean, look, he, he, yeah. He did, he but, did but, I don't, but I don't, but I don't, I, he and did I, give I, a disclaimer as well, letting people know that like, he's like, you know, if you do this and you have this particular lifestyle, that's fine. You know, you're all cool with me. So he was letting people know that he was uh, coming at it from a personally open-minded standpoint. And he's like, okay, now here's the bit. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 I think there is some some idea of understanding that like everything you do or say has consequences, and some people are not going to like what you're saying. You they they need to adjust themselves accordingly, but be aware that you're going to talk about something that somebody may be hurt by. And I think it's awareness on both sides that that is necessary. 
Yeah, that was actually a thing I wanted to to kind of throw back to uh, <laughs> lazy ass. Throw back. Well, actually, uh, eventually, uh, we're gonna we're gonna hand this over to Rich because there is a thing that we're gonna another topic that we're gonna talk about. Uh, but well, two things. Uh, number one, have you ever been at a show? Where you're, I'm, I, I'm again asking you this, probably knowing the answer is yes, but maybe not. Okay. Uh, performing yeah. on a show with another comedian where you're just like, oh, man, dude, no. <laughs> just like doing like certain material, or th- not even just like the, the topic, but just like the way they're approaching. And do you ever talk to that comedian, or is that, do you feel like that's a, you're laughing because you're like, jeez. I'm wondering why I'm not why that fucking savage. <laughs> like, hey, um, you know all that shit you did tonight? Uh, stop. <laughs> Actually, quit. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we've all, we've all seen a comic do material, and you just think, stop. <laughs> Understandably, some people, some people, you know, some people... They have to progress, and you you can watch someone's material and understand that okay, you know they're working on their stuff. They they have to you know they're going somewhere with it. But I, but it's a that's different than someone aggressively <laughs> going out of their way just do shit in a very selfish manner. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm, I'm I I am particularly asking that because I feel like comedy like stand up can be something that. It is kind of inherently very selfish. Yeah, Cause, yeah. Because in some ways, it's uh, the core of it is is a person, one person on stage asking strangers to love them. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's very like, please. But but the but the the goal I feel is to 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 make it a win win. Right. You do the shit that you know is personally satisfying, um, because you like the content and. It's also satisfying because of the positive reactions that you're going to get from the crowd, and they um, they they enjoy it just because you know that material connects with them. So it works it works out for everybody. So I mean, like that that's that's where y- that's the direction we all should head towards. Right. You know. But also that that there there's kind of an agreement between you and the audience. And my secondary question to that was because of all the things online and people a lot of times just watching clips, not necessarily going to a live show, or they go to a live show and then there's, you know, there's any number of comedians they could see if it's like a showcase show or if it's not. Yeah, most shows in New York will consist of five or six comics. Well, most um, like traditional comedy club uh, format. Do you feel like that because of online and everything and i'm sorry that we've gone like super down which i just happened to have sean here and like because i didn't necessarily want you to do like stand up in front of people who 99 percent of which have seen you before oh no i i Uh, didn't mind either way because um especially because you told me that you can decide to just edit right, right right edit it out um but then i also you know i i have new stuff as well so just as a do you feel at all that the relationship that people have or the perception of comedy as far as like that agreement between the audience and the stand up it's like an unspoken agreement but it's an agreement of like this is why I'm here this is te- this is theoretically why you sh- are here 
people understand that more when they when they um have been to multiple shows yeah do you um, feel like because of like online and people shooting stuff that that relationship has been kind of broken a little bit or uh, no i'm not saying that that's I a good question that. i'm just like i'm throwing that out to him because he's someone who's out there doing it on a regular basis it can change someone's perspective if they you know if the comedy material that they've come across were just like snippets of uh you know certain clips online um as opposed to watching various comedians and various uh uh bits of theirs like a whole a whole you know routine or special but um see i offended that guy (laughs) 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 just from saying material (laughs) the word material yeah Um, yeah that's a that's a that's a difficult question (laughs) (laughs) right that's good that's good though out there to you to see like what your opinion of it was welcome back dude (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) 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 uh so well, two things. Number one, I was going to maybe because uh, pass the mic over to Rich. Rich, is the mic sort of in your vicinity? Yeah. Uh, so we, di- we didn't, you couldn't make it to the Guardians uh, podcast. Right. But, uh, uh, do you have any opinions that you would like to share about Guardians 2, Guardians Volume 2? That uh, I don't know that that maybe we I mean we even me discuss discussed it but do you have any particular opinions that you would like to express? I mean, <coughs> probably most of the thoughts you probably already discussed about. Um, it's a good sequel. It's it's not better than the first, but it's a solid sequel. I'd say. Um, <coughs> probably delves a little bit too much on family and relationships. Um, but I kind of knew that going in, more or less. Uh, <coughs> some interesting cameos. Um, not sure. But it'll be interesting to see where it leads to later on with the f- subsequent movies that come up. I have to say, it does. I, I saw it twice. I saw it a second time with another group of friends in, in 3D, and you guys know I, I'm not a big fan of 3D. But this is an exception. This movie looked and, and fit well for what 3D nowadays has to offer. So I wasn't bothered by it. I thought I was going to end up with a, like a headache or whatever, but um, it was pretty good. It was, it was good a second time. I appreciated it more a second time around um, in how it holds up as a movie and character development is pretty good i like how some of the individual characters were developed but so overall solid movie i thought it was good okay and then i'm gonna kind of i'm gonna present two questions to everyone uh and one in particular to eve uh but uh the first one is are we excited about Wonder Woman? Are we doing that next weekend? <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, is, is it people, people are. This is a plan that we're gonna do next. And uh, okay. And then Hannah. So we are going to attend. Okay. I will bring Kleenex just in case it's a huge <laughs> shitty mess. 
I, 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 in case what? I it's this huge I, shitty mess. I think because it's I, I don't have no I have no faith in uh, Warner Brothers to pull off any successful I, comic I, book I related I films. Yeah, wait, I think is so the Kleenex that. for um, <laughs> tears? I think everyone's brain went in a different reaction. You people are sick. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> My I girlfriend is here. What's hilarious about that is I think about I knew what you meant, but but what what I what I saw I just out of the corner of my eye saw the mic slowly go up to Sean's mouth. <laughs> as a, as a comedian, it's like Sean Sean just went you just did one of these. What? <laughs> Good God. <laughs> and also. Uh, do you have any opinions about Star Trek Discovery, especially about the fact that I don't think any of us are going to be able to watch it? Um, I will find other ways of watching yeah, it, and I will be disappointed regardless. It's going to be as bad as uh, Enterprise, yeah. and I have I very little expectations on that well. whatsoever. And uh, I'm glad that, you know, uh, was it Michelle Yeoh? Who's yeah, the captain? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad that I'm she is that a captain. Well. I just wish that it was in continuity and not in the J.J. Abrams universe. That's what kills me. You know, I'd rather and, it be in the regular mainstream uh, universe that we've grown to love. Have you watched what is it Oberon or whatever the preview for the Seth MacFarlane parody yet? Yes. Um, and what are your feelings? Meh. Yeah. That's the. F- I just. I mean, it, it's. Like I'm gonna watch it because you know it's. I'd like to. For, I like for a TV show to expand on you know the Galaxy Quest type of shit. Um, it's funny. I would hope that it's funny, but you know I have very little expectations of the show. Um, sorry for vegetarians and how are you handling handling that? Can you? <laughs> all that. What is it? Chicken or? I don't know. The necks are a little long. <laughs> yeah, it does. The neck is long either. Can we have a vote? I don't know. It looks like a chicken or a duck. It's not a pig. Look at that wing. Look at that wing. No, look at the wing. Wing, come on. You're blind. You've eaten some fucked up pigs. <laughs> Mutated shits. The neck is long. And and is that definitely coke? not a pig. It possibly. Yeah. Some I mean, sort is, of poultry, this is, yes. Yeah, this is like, you know, it's the same thing over and over again. Yeah, In your face. Apparently it's just like weird turkey necks. They show these these like collections of like weird movies from the seventies and like edited together. So I wanted to ask you, do, do you actually wanna do some stuff or are you content to just hang out? Whatever you want to do. I think we're I Whatever think we're, they want, I don't care. Do you want to hear him do some new stuff? shit? New shit. Yeah. And old shit. If you I like your mindset. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you want to actually? Do you want me to set up the mic or do you want to do it? No, no. I'll just. I'll, I'll just. just do I'll do it here. <laughs> it's a fucking podcast. All right. Uh. Yeah. Just like. Okay. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah. Just leave it there. Weird fucking. So, do you want me to intro you? All right, that's, hey, Sean Mallory, everyone. Give it up for him. Give it up for 
I will, I will stand, make it uh, more authentic. All of my black friends keep telling me to stay woke. I'm now woke and also addicted to Adderall. Uh, staring at a blue surface will greatly increase the intensity of, uh, intensity of an orgasm. I always knew there was a logical reason behind choking your partner during sex. I think it's weird that the hand gesture for a store to say, we're closed, you know, cutting the neck, is the same for kill him, which makes gun shops the most awkward place to show up late to. <laughs> I bought a fire extinguisher and it expires a year from now. I was thinking, I hope my apartment at least catches on fire. <laughs> you see, an apple a day will keep the doctor away. My doctor told me it'll be a piece of cake, but now I have diabetes. <laughs> I could never see myself hitting a woman unless I was standing in front of a huge mirror. I recently ran into one of my old friends who's no longer alive. I should have slammed on the brakes. <laughs> All right, keeping that. I once had an English teacher who had semicolon cancer. <laughs> he was properly pronounced dead. The other day I came across a cross-dresser and I thought to myself, do Christians really need their own furniture? Yeah, it's kind of stupid, that one. <laughs> if Iron Man was anemic, would he have to change his name? <laughs> I feel like we talk about race a lot in this country. Uh, I was watching a program, and I was thinking, did they really have to mention that he was a mixed martial artist? When you're drunk enough, everything that you say in regards to race becomes a racial slur. Oh my For stupid people, they always have more money than they can count. <laughs> there are a lot of crooked cops out there with scoliosis. <laughs> because of my current financial situation, I now have a housekeeper. 
but he refers he prefers to be called a repossession agent. <laughs> Some women are very easy to sleep with, namely narcoleptics. <laughs> Does having sex with an anorexic woman count as skinny dipping? Okay. Chloroform scented cologne. That'll make the ladies fall for me. People with OCD are the best at organized crime. Uh, my neighbors keep requesting that I have their dog euthanized because every time I pick them up, they yell at me, put them down. <laughs> I was told not to swear around children, so now I just swear parallel to them. <laughs> One of my friends say to me that nobody is ever able to tell that he's gay. So I ended up telling everyone. <laughs> All right. Do Vietnamese Christians celebrate Napalm Sunday? I was told to look up the word procrastinate. Yeah, I'll do it later. <laughs> Obesity is a large scale problem. Uh, I enjoy lying in bed because I like to be comfortable when I'm not telling the truth. Uh, what did people go back to before the invention of the drawing board? Eating insects took some time getting used to. When I first started, I had butterflies in my stomach. <laughs> yeah, that one is dumb. <laughs> I was at a marijuana convention. I couldn't believe how high the security was. Sharia law sounds like a strong black woman's law firm. Show <laughs> Mallory, ladies and Thank you. This has been the Nerd Bro Podcast live. Thank you guys all for coming out and participating. Thank you to Sean Mallory, who weirdly became the guest of honor. <laughs> Thanks for having me. That was only half intentional. And uh, yeah, let's, let's go do more fun things. And I'm going to disconnect.